Every day, consumers are being bombarded with the next big thing in health, wellness, and fitness. What's the future of keeping ourselves healthy, and what's just a passing fad? Hi, I'm Joey Thurman, and if you don't know me, I'm a health and fitness expert and author. I've been fortunate enough to work with celebrities, athletes, C-suite executives, and everyone in between. I've been featured on the Today Show, Live with Kelly and Ryan, Good Morning America, TEDx, and lots of other publications. As part of my ever-increasing thirst for knowledge, which ironically happened after college, I decided to create the Fatter Future podcast. What sets this podcast apart is that I am the guinea pig for these episodes. I don't only want to bring in world-class experts on the show, I want to truly get a first-hand experience what it's like to, say, go on ketamine and trip for my depression, go on a three-day fast drinking nothing but coffee and water for age reversal, eat nothing but plants and get the blood work done to back it up, or even get my brain mapped to see how messed up my head is from getting knocked around playing hockey. Once I try these things, I bring on the experts to talk about my experience and explain it to the audience in a digestible manner and ask the true question, is it a fad or is it the future? Because after all... We don't want to be fatties. On this episode of the Fat or Future podcast, I have personal trainer, I should say celebrity personal trainer, Ashley Borden. Uh, she was on that show, Revenge Body with Khloe Kardashian. And Ashley herself has a unique story. She struggled with an eating disorder, and she talks about how she got out of that, how people can get out of their own mind and break away from the barriers and use the good things in their life to get through the tough. Now, Ashley, we have some fun. We also shot a little workout video, so make sure you stay tuned for this episode with Ashley Borden. Uh, what's going on? It's Joy Thurman. Here's another episode of the Fatter Future Podcast. I've got a good one today. Ashley Borden, fitness and lifestyle consultant to some of Hollywood's most recognizable faces like Christina Aguilera, Xtina, Ryan Gosling, World Series champions Nick Swisher, and Brian Wilson. Man, Ashley, you've been featured on E! Entertainment's Revenge Body with Chloe Kardashian. Yeah. Hosted all sorts of, sorts of TV shows, and you're in countless magazines. I, I couldn't even list them all. There were so many. We only have a half hour. We only have half an hour. Um, you're the co-creator of the AbFit app and award-winning DVD streaming programs. Six weeks to sculpt it. I like it. Voted number one by Fitness Magazine and the Body Foundation and the new Intuitive Coaching Tribe to help people basically... You know, meet their business group therapy needs, right? Yes, other trainers and coaches who need all the help in the world. Oh, we! I need a lot of help. Yes. Uh, you also co-authored the book Your Perfect Fit uh, with Paige Adams Geller of Paige Denim. Correct. Published by McGraw Hill and given kudos by the Wall Street Journal. Your Perfect Fit is the first book to marry practical fashion, fitness, and your SOS food plan. My SOS food plan. Wow. Yes. Wow. You you you've been around, and you're also a proud ambassador. I gotta say this. You. You like you like puppies and little animal things, right? Best Friends Animal Society, uh, Animal Rescue Welfare uh, Foundation, and it's all. You also help at-risk youth, youth improve their knowledge of self and fitness through uh, Shaka Khan Foundation, and you credit the uh, OA.org as a huge part of your decades-long recovery from multiple eating disorders and exercise. Correct. Addiction. You did a really good job of reading my entire bio, you know, making it sound conversational. You know, it, it, you know yes. I do what I yes, can. Yes, you did. You this, did a very good this, job. This isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> very nice job. I'm on TV sometimes. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me. I mean, we, we've known of each other and for years now, but it's strange because social media, yes. like, it, it's too, I didn't, you're, you're a real person. I am a real person, you, you, and that's what's cool about social media, though, right. is that we get to connect with people that you actually like and you have things in common and you and I I don't even know how we 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. This was pre, like, it's not like I saw you on Revenge Body and like, let me contact no. this chick yeah. on TV. No, no, we've been chit-chatting we, yeah, and liking I, stuff. And, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw something. You know, we've, we've been liking stuff. We've it's, been it's, liking we, we, pictures yeah, and we, making we, comments. We've, we've, we've been liking things. I haven't been dropping into your DMs. Your uh, wife will kick my ass You know, but now it's normal, though. Like, slide into DMs, I think that sounded. I'm not sliding in anyone's I think that, like, this, like, has this negative connotation. Like, I slid into my DM and it's like, people are sliding into your DMs. like. It's a message. That's all it is. Yes. No. No. Well, yeah. yeah. It's not. Yeah. I didn't. I placed myself in your DM. I didn't. Slide yeah. You. Into you. It. You placed it. Correctly. Yeah. I was like, let's let's do this podcast. I I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So you you have a long bio. Tell me a little bit about your story. I mean, it's 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 unique. I think um, in the fitness community and kind of where you started. Well, I, gosh, I mean, I have been in this business now for forty thousand hours. Wow. I have trained forty thousand hours of hands-on work with clients. Um, I actually sat down and computed all my hours once on a plane because I was reading Outliers, which is an amazing book. And it was saying about, you know, if you're an expert, you should count your hours because 10,000 hours make you an expert. And I was like, you know, I wonder how many hours I've been doing this. So I sat down and figured it out, and it was about 40,000 hours. And that was how long ago? I almost fell out of the plane. so oh, that was years ago. Yeah, so, so well, it was 35,000 hours when I first figured okay. it out. So now it's about 40,000 okay, hours so, now. So we're going to round it yeah, up. Yeah, we're about now. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's funny because you're asking me, like, what is my story? And right. that's a lot of what I, working, I, I work with with people through my intuitive coaching tribe, yeah. which is what I do with other trainers and people in the service industry who have hit, like, a complete block or who feel like they don't know what the F is going on anymore with their business right. or they've hit, like, a good block. You can cuss. Like, Where do I you, go you, from here? You can say fuck. It's fine. I don't swear. Okay, what the heck? I'm just kidding. If you know me, you know that I'm trying to be good. Okay. But, so for me, I got into fitness through kind of like my own recovery. So I have like, I don't know now, 1990 is when I went into recovery for every basically eating disorder you can imagine. And then through that, I was like, you know what? If I was able to create a sane relationship with food and Mm. training and my body, and if I could do it, and I was the number one psycho, um, anybody can do it. And I really felt like, oh my God, this is my mission. I am supposed to help as many people as possible find a healthy balance between like training and food Mm -hmm. and not feel insane. And this is before social media started. Yeah. So now I feel like the mission is even more important because more people are insane because of social media and filters and unrealistic expectations. There's and a lot of crazy people. Shit that's a, out there. There's a lot of crazy people. I mean, I think what a lot of people don't realize is fitness experts, they're often incredibly, incredibly insecure. Because we, we get into this business and we and we try yeah yeah we, we they we try to yeah try to build up this armor. I'm speaking to myself. Go ahead, no, speaking to myself. Ahead, go ahead. You said an I statement. Let's okay. make an I statement. I statement. Go ahead. So, yeah yeah yeah. So you uh, felt insecure. Uh, yeah, for I, I felt okay. This is this Let's this talk about this. This fatter future hosted by Ashley Borden. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, because for me, I always always called the skinny kid, and I was trying to build up this armor from my bullies, and like let me work out and do all this sort of shit, and eventually it just thought, brought all these like depressive thoughts. So I thought, hey, I may be a fitness expert and look a certain way but once you get to that point you know I I think that it's it's a struggle to try to maintain that so you were bullied because you were skinny yeah I was really skinny and And bullied yeah and tall and lanky Uh Uh, and what brought those feelings Uh, I mean you said that you struggled with eating disorder was it just trying to trying to look a certain way no mine wasn't it was more like I think like the disordered eating started more when I was very young I wasn't aware that it had to even do with my body it was more about control my parents were getting divorced 
I wanted to, it, it was more like a father thing. I wanted to like impress my dad that mm. I could, could control my food in that way, even though he wasn't asking for that. But he mm. was very athletic. He owned sporting goods stores. Uh, my mother owned health food store. So I grew, and my father had started the USTS triathlon in Chicago. Uh, and my mother was a marathon runner. I just was around fitness and mm. I was a dancer. But I wasn't, and when I say dancer, I don't mean on a pole. I mean like, you know, <laughs> jazz, tap, ballet. It wasn't like a 12-year-old pole dancer. Okay. But uh, that's a whole other podcast. That's a, a completely other, it's my whole other life. Uh -huh. But that was where it really started for me was being around it. But being around it and not feeling athletic. Yeah. So my thing was that I didn't feel athletic. I was like around these athletes. Nobody taught me anything. Like I couldn't even run a block without... I didn't understand that you had to learn form and how to run and like right. gait and breathing and and so my I'm not to get back to my dad and we're gonna I'm gonna start crying I'm just kidding but being around yeah. a father that didn't have the patience to explain to me how to do things okay. like bowling or playing tennis and I felt so uncoordinated and he was just like would just get annoyed with me so for me fast forward to now when I first started training at now but when you know in my twenties when I started training. It was really like I wanted to give to people the support and the education about how to move and why you're moving right. that way because it wasn't given to me. Right. So I feel like if I can explain to you, let me just explain why, because your feet are collapsing, this is what's happening with your knees. This is why you can't squat. Sure. And then people are like, oh, oh my God, I just thought I was just an asshole, couldn't do a right. squat. Right. And I'm like, no, honey, you've com completely collapsed arches. It's making your knees go inward. It's, you know, it, yeah. So that kind of explanation as a trainer for me as I, mm -hmm. over the years, is my impetus for wanting to help people. It's yeah. because once I understand why, it's life-changing. Not just me telling you what to do, but mm -hmm. why. Why are we doing this? So, so you're you're able to get a lot of empowerment by helping to you know fix somebody's form, and in turn, they thought they were broken, and they thought they were doing something wrong. Yes, yeah, I get a uh, yes helping people. Um, like my whole thing is, I go from the feet up. So mm -hmm. you take your shoes and socks off. I look at your. I could tell almost everything that's going on with your body just by looking at your feet. Right. So from that, looking at your feet and seeing what's happening with the arches of your feet, then I'm able to understand what's happening to the rest of your body. Then we go through a protocol for myofascial release to like loosen up the parts of your body obviously that are tight because yeah. of what's happening with your postural issues and then we build the program around that. So, you know, I always say to people, it's like a, a sports car, right? Like you can have an amazing sports car, but if something's broken in the sports car, it's not gonna move properly. Right. Once we fix that, then it's like the secondary thing is that you look freaking great. Yeah. But I don't come into it like just aesthetics. That's the that's kind of like the secondary thing. That's kind of the secondary it. thing? Okay, so so you fix the engine, you fix the internal and then maybe you can make a good pay job? Yeah, like that? Exactly, I like that. What, what kind of car are you? Oh, what am I? Yeah. Oh, what kind of car am I? I am a Porsche Panamera. Okay, I'm a Tesla because I care about the environment. Oh. <laughs> God, shit, that's a much better answer than mine. Walk, walked right into that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Can we do it? Let's uh, redo it. Uh, what, what kind of car are you? I am a, I, I am a, what's that called? I am a. Prius? I'm a Prius. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not a Prius. I'm a. I mean, no, they have an electric sports Panamera. <laughs> do they? I think they do. Okay, I'm an so, electric so you're an sport. electric sports Panamera. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, all right. Yes. I have to fight against the urge to be a constant asshole with the cars <laughs> that I want. I don't get them. I drive, a, I drive a friggin' Volvo, okay? But deep inside, my deep self wants to be driving a friggin' all black okay. on black wow. Panamera. Murdered out. But murder, wait, murdered out and not 
an electric one. Like oh, I want okay. full gas. Yeah, you, but you, I won't do it. You just you just gas guzzling Sorry. like. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not gonna do it. But I'm okay. just saying that is my high favorite. high emissions. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, for real though. One time, this is this is what an asshole I am. That I know nothing about at the time about my car. I had gone in to return. I had a BMW, right? I went in to return the car. And when I did smoke a little bit before I went, uh -huh. I wasn't too high driving. So nobody come at me, okay? But I was a little high before I went because who wants to be like sober returning your car? Yeah, so I sure. The, I brought the car in, right? And they were like, "Oh, by the way, you could get a new car right now if you want. We have cars on the on the floor that you could look at. You could take right now." And I was like, "Oh my god, let me go look at it." So we go outside. So like, this car is perfect for you. And I was like, "Sold. This is beautiful. It's great. Let's, let's take it." So I get the car. Anyway, I'm driving the car. I go to Palm Springs and I it was like really hot one day and I took a picture of the what's this called the 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 what's it called that you show the speed <laughs> the speedometer the, the speedometer sorry or the whatever the speedometer underneath it it had the t it had my gas mileage and I posted it and some guy was like I'm sorry what car are you driving that you got I literally had ten miles oh, to the gallon okay. I said I didn't even know I had 10 miles to the gallon in this car. I didn't know anything. That's how big okay. of a vacuous idiot I was. Okay. Now I don't. Now I drive a Volvo that is, okay. what do you, gas, I mean, it turns on and off and oh, it's electric. Yeah, okay, so it's a hybrid. God, it's a hybrid. Oh, nice I'm job. So you were that asshole. I was. It was okay. a long story that I wanted to abort like halfway but, through. But <laughs> you had to I, I got bored of uh, my own story. Okay, now I, now I know the highlight to this yeah, uh, podcast. That, I, 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 I wanted to abort that let's, one. Yeah, let's abort. Once, yeah. I, once I started talking, I, went, I wanted to stop, but I kept talking for some reason. Story of my life. <laughs> All right, so uh, now, what is it like working? I mean, I, you, you're in L.A., and we're in Beverly Hills right now, and, yes, I, and I'm in, in Chicago, in, in my beautiful house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've worked with celebrities in Chicago, but there are few and far between. What is it like working with these, these A-list celebrities, and, and how, to, how do you, you know, from day one, take advantage of, like, hey, I, I'm the expert right now, because they've got everybody kissing their ass. Well, first of all, you know, I don't want to be the person I'm working with. They right. come to me because I'm the trainer and mm -hmm. they're the, whoever they are, the celebrity or the musician or whatever. Um, so that's there. I don't, I don't, I have to be honest, I don't have that issue. I don't yeah. have an issue when I work with high level people where I have to push against them and yeah. be like, why are you listening to me? Right. I don't, it's also my approach of how I am. And I feel that when I meet people and I'm with them, like they get me, right? right? I am no bullshit. Yep. And um, I, I, there's no mixed messages. I'm not like, hey, Joy, it's so nice to meet you. I'm going to be your trainer. Like, I saw your like, film. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And, um, and I, I truly am in that business and doing this because I'm there to help them. Right. Um, you were asking about Ryan Gosling. It's like Ryan, uh, so I'm not Ryan's trainer. I right. trained Ryan for a movie right. that he was doing uh, with Bennett Miller at the time, and he ended up not doing it. Um, and he was playing the, the, the true story of the wrestlers. Um, how come I have no memory and can't tell you the name of anything? Maybe because I smoked too much weed when I was younger. But um, it's because I'm so strikingly handsome. I just keep throwing. That's you what off. it is. You're that's throwing me off. Uh -huh, uh, he it was. It was a wrestling movie that he was going to do. Okay. Uh, Channing Tatum ended up doing it. Yeah. But he was specific. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Foxcatcher. There you go. Fox Good job. Catcher. Yeah. So it was specific for a movie. What I thought was really interesting about it was that when the director, when Bennett was uh, vetting trainers for it, mm -hmm. he was sending pictures. He was like, he needs to look like this from the 80s mm -hmm. because the wrestlers from the 80s look very different than MMA fighters now right. because they were not impl implementing the same type of training they sure. were doing. So anyway, sure. it was very interesting. He ended up not doing the movie. Yeah. Um, and why was I talking about Ryan Gosling? I just talked about celebrities and what's oh, okay, like training yeah. them. Um, so, I mean, it, 
I, I have a lot of longevity with my clients mm -hmm. because I also get it. Yeah. And I think we were talking earlier about, um, with our friend, about like not having the, when you don't have an observing ego yeah. and you don't understand yourself in the big picture of everything. Like if you're working with this demographic, you need to have a bigger picture of what you're doing. Right. And it's a lot of stuff that you ne can't necessarily teach. Like when to dim your light, when to turn it on, when to be more energy, mm -hmm. when not to be. When You have to be able to read a frigging room. Yeah. And if you cannot read a room, you cannot work with this demographic. Yeah, I mean, fr from day one, when somebody comes in, you have to read them. So say, what type of trainer are you? Like, yes. What type of trainer do you need? It's completely di different than somebody else who walks in. Right. So, I mean, there is a little bit of, um, like, intuitiveness. Totally about intuitiveness. It, right? and, and you actually have that, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, nice segue. Yeah, you like well, that? you know what we're segueing into is my intuitive coaching strategy. Uh, okay, yeah. I like the segue. You like that? But, but for real, though, yeah. that is exactly why I started the intuitive coaching tribe is because I privately coach a lot of trainers, and I have for years, for yeah. their business side of things. Um, like one of my clients that I was working with in nine months, he quadrupled his income oh. just because he didn't understand how to group his clients mm -hmm. and, and his self-worth and how much to charge and all this stuff. So I worked privately with a lot of trainers over the years. Yeah. And then I, the last probably four or three months, uh, developed this intuitive coaching tribe group that you can also go on ashleyborden.com and I have more information on there. Okay. But it's for anybody in the service industry. Right now we're focusing on trainers and coaches. Okay. But it, I cover all the aspects of what we do that other places and things don't cover. Like yeah. th what we're talking about, like things that you can't teach, like self-worth. One of the courses we do is self-worth. You yeah. would be amazed at how when people don't understand their self-worth, how their business is failing. Right. Because when it comes to people or dealing with high level people or people who will sit and talk to you and I ask you, what do you charge an hour for training? And then you pause and then you say, well, it depends. I'm like, all right, you already, you, right. I, can, I can get you down to nothing. You are uncomfortable talking to me about how much you charge. You don't feel mm -hmm. like you know what you charge. I can smell that immediately. Yep. I can negotiate this. You you are going to be my bitch. Right. That, just from that one conversation, that's what I internally think in my head. So a lot of people don't have or necessarily are aware of those the skill set right. or like what it, the perception, the per perspective of themselves. So we go over a lot of that too. Um, we just did a course, an Instagram course, right? Basic shit that you would think an Instagram course. Right. But people who don't understand like your Instagram page as a trainer, mm -hmm. right? This is your, we were talking earlier, this is your card. Right. This is your business card. Yep. You should be posting everything looking at it like a business that's looking at your at your Instagram thinking, do I want to work with them and pay them to do stuff? I would just say if you, if you, if you had somebody you know, that you respect, walk by a window yep. and see you in that snapshot. Mm -hmm. How are they going to judge you by looking through that window? That, what a, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, like like if they would have seen our workout earlier, they right. would have judged us big yeah, time. Yeah, they're like, these guys have no idea what we're doing. No, no you idea. Can, you, go, yeah. you, 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 can, you can check the Instagram we page. Yeah, we didn't Yeah, we, we did a, uh, a holiday drinking workout. And it was, <laughs> and it was, it was fake alcohol. It was very It was very professional. My shirt was off, though, so maybe they'll get the clicks. Well, by the way, I, I thought you'd be doing this podcast with your shirt off, too. That's well, why I agreed to it. Uh, well, you know, whatever. maybe that's when we come maybe back. Maybe that's what's going to get the numbers start. Because you're starting this. You should be yeah. doing this. You should be the only podcaster that does it almost nude. Okay. I, you know, I bet somebody does that. I don't know of anybody, so I'm just saying. I'm, that's free. That's my free tip to oh, you. That's part of the intuitive coaching th th Thanks for that. All right. Uh, but, but for real, yeah. though, the... 
the community that we've created with this has been so freaking awesome yeah. because I feel like there's so much, there's too much uh, working against each other in mm -hmm. our business. And I truly come from a mentality of so much, uh, there's so much abundance. There are millions and millions and millions of people in the world. There is no shortage of humans to work with. Right. There is not a shortage right. anywhere. Maybe if we lived in a small rural town mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere and there was 10 trainers, maybe. Yeah. But where we live, there is no shortage. So I've I, seen a lot of humans today. You have seen, yeah. There's, see, there's, there's, there's a, a lot of humans walking around. There's a bunch of humans there's in here. There's humans in here right now <laughs> along with us. Um, but, you know, I, so I think people start looking at their world like very small right. and they don't have the perspective of like, of abundance. How, how do they open that up, though? Like, if, 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 you, if you're looking at the world through a straw, how do you, how do you open that up? Well, it's, it's like the perspective of, like, let's say Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Some people are like, I hate Instagram. I fucking hate Instagram. Yeah. I fucking hate it. And I'm like, well, first of all, like, changing the perspective, right? We were talking earlier. Instagram is free. Okay, so let's start with that, right? Mm -hmm. Instagram is free, which is amazing that we have this opportunity to make these connections. Yeah. Um, and, and, and how you're looking at all this opportunity. I mean, if you decide that you hate some, it's like when somebody trains with me and I'm like, all right, I, um, I want you to, we're going to do back squats. And then you walk up to the bar and do a back squat and you go, oh, I fucking hate these. And you go, I, I will stop and say to you, I'm sorry. Do you think any professional athlete has stepped up to whatever they're about to do or Olympian or whatever and mm -hmm. been like, oh, I fucking hate baseball. All right, come on, let's go. I mean, like, nobody right, does that. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's the same thing when you're approaching fitness or a move or your thing. You can't have this. If you have an overall arching feeling of, I fucking hate this, yeah. then don't do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, by the way, you're going to block yourself for the rest mm -hmm. of your life with that attitude. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's great advice for anybody, you know, whether, whether yeah. it's just fitness or not. So nice job on that one. Oh, well, thanks, Jim. So where, where have you... Where have you failed before, you know? I mean, do we have how, I thought this was only a half hour Okay, let, 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 I mean, let's go, you know, business? yeah, where, where have you failed in business? Well, I mean, all of it, yeah. right? I mean, all failures. Look, going back to a failure, like, my biggest failure, right, for me, uh, well, I don't know if it's my biggest failure, but let's say we're talking personal. So mm -hmm. I was married for five minutes back in 1845, right? Okay. And it you was... You look great for Thank you, yeah. thank you, fitness. Yeah. And, um... I, I was married for five minutes and there was domestic violence, right? Mm. He he punched me. I, I was like, what? I've never had this before in my life, right? I'm sorry you had to go through that. Oh, yeah. But, thank you. But the point of that whole thing mm. was that, and that was in my 30s, yeah. that alone and that failure in that or whatever, the marriage, sure. me leaving it to me was actually not a failure, but feeling like that around a marriage and all that because it was only seven months long was the hugest catalyst for me doing things for myself. And I'll tell you what I mean. So I thought, I left, I was living in an apartment, I couldn't get off the couch. I couldn't, I lived in my boxes and a couch. I was on, in, in West Hollywood. And I thought, I can't, I can't do any of this. Like I wanted to put up, I, I wanted to put up um, a hanging pot rack in my kitchen, okay? And I was like, I'll never be able to do this. I, I don't, I can't get up on, I can't do this. I don't know how to do the thing. And I had this epiphany and I was like, I'm gonna go to, I know this sounds so stupid, but I was like, I'm gonna go to the hardware store and I'm gonna ask a guy to explain to me how to use a toggle, this was a toggle bolt. That's what it was, okay? okay? So I went to the store and I said, I don't understand how to screw this into the wood. Like normally I wouldn't have the patience. He sat there and explained it all to me. I went home and I put up the pot rack myself. And then I decided to like pave my outside. <laughs> I redid the kit. I mean, I, that was the, and it's so small, but 
that moment of me going all the way to the hardware store and talking to the guy to how to do it yeah. has been basically like a blueprint for everything for me since then, which is if I feel like I can't do it, I have to ask someone for fucking help right. to help me figure out how to do what I want to do and not sit and be like, I can't, I can't do this myself. I'll never be able to do it. How can I figure this? You can't do things alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need to help other people and do that. Right. So that was like, that failure in itself was probably one of the biggest catalysts to make me feel like I'm not a victim to myself mm -hmm. and that I can do it myself, you know, and and also get moving through all of that and then forgiving my ex-husband, right. you're not nine years later yeah. was a huge big catalyst for me of um, not holding on to things. So I would say that was a big like failure that I feel like I changed, but there's tons of failures in business. Like yeah. Webs how many websites have I done that I've spent thousands of dollars right. on? I'm going to throw this chair through the window that I'm like, right. waste. Right. But it's not a waste. All of these things to me are like moving you forward to the next step of what you need to do. Right. I'm not somebody that I don't look behind me a lot. I don't sit behind me and go, oh, why did I do this? Or why I don't do that. I might on to the next thing. You know what I mean? It's a lot of energy to sit and look behind you and beat yourself up of why didn't I do this? I'm right. just like moving on to the next thing, you know, and ask for help. Right. Ask for help. I, I like it. Yes. I, I have a couple more questions for you yes. here and you can be rid of my ugly mug. No, <sighs> I could stay here for four hours. self I brought a sleeping bag. Okay, Sorry. oh, night well, you can stay on my massive couch out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. There's many uh, in this place. Uh, what, are, what are some fitness fads or myths that you think should just go away and they're, and they're not? Fitness fads to go away? Mm -hmm. Um, well, I don't understand the mixing of, like, uh, modalities, like boxing and Pilates. I don't understand it. So, like, I do jiu-jitsu, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, it would be like we're going to do, you're going to do a class where we're doing jiu-jitsu and then something that's a completely different modality of energy. I don't understand that. Yeah. It do, I don't get it. Um, those things confuse me, mm -hmm. and as a purist with that, it bothers me. I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I actually don't really give a fuck, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. if you're asking me what annoys me, yeah. look, I'm, most of the time I'm like, live your best life and sweat, and that's great. Yeah. But if you're really looking, as you know this, but if you're really looking for, like, a physique change, and you're really looking to really build strength, and you're really looking to do that, you, it's not going to happen in your... Uh, Pilates class, or it's, it's or whatever they're called. It's not going to happen right. in bar method class and Box all that. Boxalotties. And and again, not saying that you should not do that. I'm sure. just saying for me, right. my goal when I train in the shortest amount of time is to get the most amount of effect. Right. I lift heavy. I use barbells. I use dumbbells. Uh, my AB Fit app on my on my uh, my website has all the programs of how I train myself and right. my clients. It's not like I'm like. I train this way, but no. buy my app. It has a bunch right. of stupid shit on it that I've never done right. in my life, but it'll sell. And, and and you are a female who lifts weights. Yes. And I'm not a big per People are like, I don't want I'm going to get bulky. Uh, right. I'm like, I'm going to frigging <laughs> strangle you. That's, oh yeah, that annoys me. Okay, there you go. Okay. That annoys I me. I got It's two got almost 2020. Yeah. Who still says, I don't want, I'm going to get bulky. Yep. Lazy people. Uh-huh. People, lazy people. Yep. Um, that's also code for I don't want to work that hard. And, you know, you just need to combine it with foam rolling. I swear to God, that to me is like the, the, the holy grail. Right. I have a free foam rolling guide on my website that is beautiful and epic and so helpful. It Perfect. is 100% free. 
and it is your whole body and how to use the foam mm. roller. Ashleyborden.com. Ashleyborden.com. Right? Use that with your weightlifting. The reason why women feel like a stuffed sausage when they first start training mm -hmm. is, if they're just starting, is because of the lactic acid buildup. Your muscles are not used to this kind of trauma when you're lifting. Sure. So when you foam roll afterwards, you dissipate that sausage feeling, and then you're like, oh, I feel strong. But don't stay, don't shy away from heavy strength training, especially because of the hormone release. Mm -hmm. I like it. Hormones. We need the hormones. Dissipate the sausage. Yes. Dissipate the sausage Hashtag feeling. Hashtag dissipate You don't understand sausage. that because you're a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this hey, is female lingo. Sometimes I feel like a five-pound sausage in a three-pound bag. Should we, you, you feel like a five-pound five pound sausage, sausage in a three-pound bag? Yeah. I do. What is, wait, you mean like you feel? Yeah, I just feel just over, like my, I'm, I'm my Do you have body dysmorphia? I do. Big oh, time. do you? I do. And are you a recovery person too? Are you I in recovery? Love, I love, not recovery from like, I, I think from body dysmorphia in general. Like yeah. I, I, like I've done all, I've been 240 pounds and jacked and still thought I was the skinny kid. Oh, to, so you still see yourself I, I, as I look, I, I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, like I, I'm sitting down right now and I know right now I feel my skin rolling and I know that skin, but if I was to take a picture, I'm like, Fuck. See, why have we been talking about this the right? whole time? Because do you talk about this on your podcast? I, I mean, I mean, now we just. You know, you know what? You'll be on my podcast no, next. No, but, now we just. But said. seriously, that and I think that is such an important thing that you just said yeah. because everybody has such. Uh, they display so much onto people because, right. like, you're a handsome guy and you're taught me. What do you yeah. know about feeling like right. that? But that's so the truth, yeah. you know. And I really try to get away from like it, remember we were talking earlier and you were gonna do a photo shoot mm -hmm. or somebody said i yep. want to do a photo shoot and you're yep. like oh fuck i just had chipotle right. Right? right i have removed myself from that yeah. side of the business because that triggers me yeah to if you said to me you need to do a shoot and but you need to lean out before no way not anymore i don't yeah. do that shit anymore it makes me feel insane so i feel like i need to be able to show up and and do a shoot the way i am right now if you don't like the way I am right now and the way this is, it's not going to change because I'm not going to starve myself and do all that yeah. bullshit anymore like I used to. Right. I mean, I, look, I've been there. You know yeah. what I mean? And I get it that that's part of our some people's side of the business. Sure. I mean, you're a fitness model. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm not. With a good tan. Right. We yeah. have a tan right yeah. now. But it's, you it's know, from and I, a think, bottle. I think it's important, though, that yeah. people, they hear that and yeah. that you know, that it's something you have to always work on. Yeah. And, and it is uh, continually. Now, uh well, almost last question. Yeah. Where do you see the future of fitness and health heading? Where, what are you excited about? Um, hmm. Well, I w that was funny. When you just asked me that, I just thought about the mirror, that mirror thing where I was like, if that's where fitness is heading, it's going to be very lonely, mm -hmm. right? But I, I do like that people can train at home sure. and do that too. I'm not mad at in-home training. I'm not mad at a mirror training if you want to train that way. Right. Um, I personally feel like the, the general public is getting smarter and more educated about fitness. Yeah. It feels like people are moving more towards understanding smart programming, mm -hmm. understanding people who actually have good product versus in the beginning with Instagram, it was like anybody with an ass and mm -hmm. 2 million followers, they were like, oh my God, I got to buy their program. <laughs> right. And then over time, people realize, oh wait, none of this works, yeah. you know? So I see people moving towards, you know, being more attracted to authentic people and yeah. authentic training and that's becoming more in style sure. than just the fluff stuff it's on trend it's on trend yes yeah. hopefully it'll be a stay trend yeah. doing that but um you know and that's why like when we created the the programs for my ab fit app it was like real things like 
the, the programs that my people did on Revenge Body. Yeah. Those programs we sell. Yeah. Because that's exactly what they did from the guy who was a skinny, skinny guy who yeah. put on 38 pounds to my girl who was morbidly obese and lost 40, 42 pounds, um, you know, all different ends of the spectrum, but doing it, but legitimate stuff that people have done. Yeah. So I feel like it's moving really more towards uh, people uh, are smarter and understanding more of the legitimacy in fitness and why it's so important. I like that. Mm -hmm. Ashley, where can people find you? At this house. Oh, at this oh house. sorry. No, yes. uh, they can That's find me at ashleyborden.com. Okay. Well, I tell you what, I really appreciate Ashley coming on the show and being so open and honest. Yeah, I think that Ashley and I, yeah, we probably need our own TV show. If you watched our video of working out, uh, it was something else. Uh, check out Ashley Borden online. Uh, don't forget to check me out at Joey Thurman Fit. Of course, you don't want to be a fatty, so go to fatterfuture.com. JoeyThurman.com if you need any workout uh, or nutrition advice. Send me a note. I'm around next week. Do you know how old you are internally? Yes, this is a thing. This company, Inside Tracker, can actually tell you how old or maybe how young you are. Here's a spoiler alert. I'm much younger than I look. Yep, yep. I'm swiping off my shoulders, rubbing the dirt off. If people actually swipe the dirt off their shoulders now, I just, I just did it. I brought it back. All right, next week, Inside Tracker. Crazy episode, fatter future. Don't be a fatty. Thank you.